Sure, we're here in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and I was invited to uh, to just talk about what I teach outside of the traditional martial arts, which I love every type of martial art out there. Uh, because my background, I'm a member of the Lipan Apache tribe of Texas, so there's four regional Apache tribes. Lipan Apaches are the main ones that cover the southern part of Texas all the way down to the northern part of Mexico. Each tribe, whether there's a regional tribe, uh, Apache would be like the big umbrella, right? And then there's four regional Apache tribes, because you got the Hickory Apaches, the Mescalera Apaches, Chiricahua, San, San Carlos, White Mountain, all this, something like that. But of the four, everything kind of falls under that. And then each of the uh, regional tribes, doesn't matter what tribe you're in, you have like your, um, your clan and your band, kind of like your... You know, you got your last name, which is kind of like the big picture, and that breaks down to your your cousins and all that, and then your immediate family. So, uh, Heron Warrior Clan, uh, Sun Otter Band, those are the subsects of the, those are the family lines that I am under the Lee Pan Apache tribe of Texas. So, it's uh, in my research since I started already, since I grew up in an environment where I was able to have access to some of the history of the Apaches. Specifically, the Lee Pan, I got fascinated with it and got so involved with it that I wanted to meet other Apaches from other tribes, learn about what they have in their family history that was passed down relating to stories of their battles, their raids, their tactics, stuff that was one-on-one fighting as well as uh, multiple group fightings. Some were successful, some weren't. And what I did is figured out kind of if there's correlation, if some of the other Apache tribes had similar stories, similar battle tactics, and they actually did. Some of the stories are a little bit modified, but what we do is we teach. We're a storytelling community. Everything's oral history. So what we do is, since they're little, little kids, as soon as they, they sit around the table, story time is teaching Apache culture stories that are pretty universal across the land. Unbeknownst to the child is they're actually learning uh, techniques and styles and names of kind of approaches to fighting and hunting and fishing and you know, treating your fellow human being. So they're hearing it as stories, but they're in their subconscious. They're actually learning how we're going to apply it in a battle tactic application. Yeah, so that, that was one of the interesting uh, things about your demonstration. Uh, you were talking about uh, sitting in a circle with the children and teaching them drumming, which uh, was actually something that taught them hand conditioning uh, for, for later uh, in life. Um, is that... Is that part of the way that that was taught as uh, uh, for uh, for that Apache martial art for, for lack it of It is, it is. And like I was saying earlier with the audience is, 
the drums known as the heartbeat. So if we say, you know, grab your heartbeat, we know we're talking about the drum. Um, we're talking about them hitting it on the back side of the hand as, far as, as opposed to drumming on the front side because they need to have those early skills and those muscle memories to not have their hands forward like a Muay Thai fighter because a Muay Thai fighter is not going to fight in the ring with weapons, right? Versus an Apache, as they get at some point in their life, they're going to deal with people with blunt objects or edge weapons, and we want them out of that habit of turning the palm forward, checking the arteries, and not being afraid to get smacked in the back of the hand. Now, uh, sorry, one second. The, the, the mics are really loud, so I apologize if the audio is not coming through. But um, the uh, the the demonstration that you, had, you, show, you uh, presented also had uh, showcased some weapons. Um, you had the uh, uh, the axe, the battle axe, and um, I believe it was a, was it a dagger? Yeah. So the so uh, the common weapons of the Apaches and the the programs that I teach are set up in courses. So it's not like a universal martial art. It's not a it's not labeled as step one and this number angle and all that. It's just storytelling and battle tactics, just like it says. It's it's tactics that work and we're trained multiple generations with the tomahawk, like you said earlier, the axe, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing. With it it's an axe, a short, a long axe or a short tomahawk doesn't really matter at all or a hatchet. Um, and then the war club, and there's variations of the war club. Uh, some of them were just the broken butt stock, stock of a rifle that right. was modified into a long weapon. The common ones with the Apaches were the jawbones of horses and donkeys okay. that were just kind of gripped and, and do a lot of damage to the skull. Uh, another one type of war club is just uh, basically a shaft or a stick with a rock that's kind of uh, wrapped around in leather. And a lot of times they'll have like a pivot on its uh, connector, so it gives it what we call a snapping turtle effect. So just like a snapping turtle will snap quickly and get it, that ball will like rattle and snap, so you have the wrist type of motion on it as well. A lot of the weapons will have pieces of the horse's hair, and those are also used as distractions also, like throwing right, feathers right. in somebody's eyes. Yeah. And then we also do, of course, the bow and arrow. Um, there's a, there's a, a, a way of throwing rocks, a rock throwing sure. skill set that we use, and including the slingshot. And then there's a few other stuff with the spear or the lance. Now, so is the uh, is the knife uh, is the Apache uh, battle tactics is, and, and all that? Is it an organized system in, in any way, or is it is it just pulling things from myth and storytelling? Yeah. So so the latter. So okay. think of it as if you went to college and you took a university course on um, Asian history and culture, and you're learning about you know the dress apparels and the the do's and don'ts and the courtesies and customs and you also start learning about some of their battles and some of their shields that they use and you know might learn about genghis khan a little bit and that type of thing that's what i've done and, and so what i've done i'm the only person i've been teaching it since 1995 i turned 51 years old uh, this year so i've been around for a while um i actually got i would just teach it pretty much with family members and with close friends and then I made sure I got permission from my tribe, specifically the Lipan Apaches, to say, hey, I want to start teaching it past this and putting it, because YouTube videos are out right, there right. now and all that stuff, and I got permission from there. And then we went beyond that because I had friends with other cultures that had something to offer. And so I'm the only person that, to my knowledge, that's been around to multiple tribes to, collab uh, to collaborate with their battle tactics that they have in their storytelling, their families, their tribes. Our tribe, the Lipan Apaches, fought the Comanches consistently, sure, you know, sure. the Hickory Apaches fought the Zuni, you know, you got the White Mountain Apaches that fought 
you know, some of their cousins in the Navajo tribes. And there's so many different battle tactics because the enemies that were fighting were different. And then you had the invaders from France and Dutch and, you know, Italy come over and then they had to adapt to theirs. Uh, but the Apaches also were very adaptive with learning how to ride horses very quickly and becoming the top horse riders, being great at running on foot, barefoot, over 50 miles a day. They were great at learning how to use the weapons that were brought over from the invaders and using them, just like they did with the other tribes. They would mix, they would basically defeat a tribe, take their weapons, and modify it to their use. Sure. So that was the one thing that I did want to ask. Uh, did you have to get permission from a lot of these other tribes to kind of share their uh, battle tactics? Because I know... Some cultures are very protective of, of what they develop and, and bring up in within their own tribes and cultures. So Yeah, it's a good question. And so I, I'm just speaking for my tribe because a lot of people will ask me questions. What do the natives do? I don't know. It's like going to the Philippines. You've got hundreds of islands, sure. and every island has a different type of blade, a different length, a different culture, a different language, a different dialect. So I could only speak for my Apache, and I just wanted to be respectful to my culture and not feel that I'm I'm being egotistical or taking it as my. It's not my art. It's nothing I put together. I'm just retelling history and telling telling them this is how people can memorize it, and this is stuff that worked in real life. Now uh, you're also an instructor of Jeet Kune Do and a few other martial arts. Is that right? I am. So Jeet Kune Do would be the umbrella of yeah. the arts. Um, you know, it is a, a legitimate martial arts, but it takes pieces from savat box francais, French mm -hmm. kickboxing with the shoes on. So I got individually ranked as an instructor uh, in savat box francais. Got my silver glove, and then they incorporate the weapons because uh, Sifu Dan and Santo, being Filipino, he really had a passion for the Filipino art, being the reflection of the weapons art for that application. It was self-defense in Jeet Kune Do. So I became a, you know, a guru instructor in uh, fourth degree black belt now in uh, the Filipino martial arts called Extreme Arnis concept, specifically the combat Arnis. And then uh, the Muay Thai, I competed as a professional kickboxer, American kickboxing in Muay Thai in Sabat um, for over a decade, about a little about 10, 11 years. So I got to my um, high level crew in that as well and became an instructor in Muay Thai. And then, and this was all pushed through the, the influence through Dan Asano as my mentor because that's exactly what he wanted his students to do. And then, of course, the Gung Fu, we had to have that foundation with the Jung Fung Gung Fu. And it has the influence strongly with the, uh, how I was taught it with the Hungar as well, kind of added into it, Hungar Gung Fu, from another instructor. Um, so I have a fourth degree uh, black sash in that as well. So I, 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 and then they added, when I first started taking a class at the Dan Asano Academy, it was shoot fighting for the ground stuff, boxing and, and ground fighting. And then later on, it became more the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So I got the uh, purple stripe one and uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then I got the basic instructorship in shoot fighting. So, but but this is like, like I said, I'll be 51 this year. So I've been doing it since I was a little boy. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I did train uh, originally at Dan Asano School, and then I also did uh, through uh, James Lee's Oakland affiliate, through Gary uh, Dill, and also through Taki Kamor and his son Andy through the affiliation to get the the idea of how Jeet kind of had different stages to learn it more thoroughly. Yeah. Um, that's uh, interesting to me because I, I have been studying uh, Kali myself. Uh, I've only I've only started really, so I'm completely new to it. But um, I'm Filipino, so it was important for me to learn a little bit of the the, uh, the Filipino martial arts. Um, fascinating martial art. Uh, so many applicable uh, techniques there. But um, in general, what was it about martial arts that brought you to it in the first place? I think my story is nothing really unique. Although I think a lot of people think it's unique. 
hey, you know, I'm a little skinny kid. I'm being bullied. I'm a poor kid on top of that in an in a upper middle class area going to upper middle class school. And, you know, it's like, it's always about the clothes and making fun of your, you know, poor shoes and the crappiest stuff. Literally, I had holes in my pants and the soles of my shoe would fall apart. And you know there was no there was there wasn't any confidence there wasn't self confidence and I was dumb to be honest I wasn't a, I wasn't disciplined at that point you know so my grades were terrible I was not a quick learner and and the bullying didn't help at all and the physical bullying later on and so I just had to make a decision martial arts you know that it was kung fu theater every Saturday night and then it was the neighbors teaching a little what they did in uh, taekwondo class and eventually my parents could afford a little bit at the rec center the karate uh, so the foundation was the karate originally American karate and then it became kung fu and then as soon as I got a job in high school I said I got, I'm just going to do it and I never stopped cool very cool uh, who would you uh, cite as influences for you in, in martial arts so obviously everybody has to say Bruce Lee because on the cinema he got me excited um, I would say one of my all time favorite movies is Master of the Flying Guillotine nice you know, that was kind of the prequel to the quest and the inner the dragon and all that different martial arts fighting each other you know and that was my introduction to the Muay Thai fighter as well as the weapons Kung Fu and Phil they had everybody in that movie. yeah 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 um, so yeah so that's just I learned what I could from there and then as I got I was like the smallest the second smallest kid in the class and I said that's not good either I got you know, literally I pray to God I'm like God I want to I want to grow taller than my brothers and sisters you know I want to I want to be able to be passionate about my martial art and discipline and you know it, it it's what helped me want to join more disciplined yeah. things like the military which I did for 20 years as reservist and active okay uh, and then uh, final question uh, where uh, can my audience find out about you? your teachings your schools and uh, tell us where they can get a hold of you sure uh, snakeblocker.org uh, not .com.org the .com one's an old one that I need to renew uh, so that'll have all the basic information out my contact information I'll talk about uh, you know credit goes where credit's due so I have a lot of information about my family lineage uh, through the martial, okay. through the martial arts and uh, okay. you know, I didn't do it on my own I learned <laughs> I learned something from everybody you know I don't always agree 100% with an instructors how they run their life but as a teacher, I learn from all of them, and I take the good from them. And like Bruce Lee said, we, 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 take, we take it all as much as we can, but we absorb it like an empty cup, and then we decipher what's going to work for my body style, for my flexibility, for my age, you know, for my joint injuries, and, and that's how it should be, and that's how I teach my students. Awesome. Snake, uh, thank you so much for uh, taking some time to chat with me. Best of luck with the rest of the expo. Best of luck with uh, your instruction, and uh, I hope to hear more from you sooner rather than later appreciate awesome. it awesome thank you very much and if you you get a chance guys out there you know go on uh, doomsday prepper season two i was on the uh, uh in the hurt locker episode and then you'll also see me doing a lot of the apache stuff on apaches versus gladiator which was season one episode one of deadliest warrior and then there's a few other things out there you can see on my youtube channel very cool thank appreciate you so much it. appreciate it god bless poison clan rocks the world Drink a little wine and get a drunk and then we're fighting, ha! 
This time it's warm We smash the place up with a dragon claws I see the iron fisted monk before the daily prayers Shouting monks on the hands Running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless Aida roaming over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks guaranteed to great jars Fight for the cast and pass here the pass Not the end back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster The channel little drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine, but see Maggie show your spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight, may as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black, cut the vampires back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all to stand back He plays the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his bodies on floors Yeah, Wing Chun Shaol in the mountain style Yeah defeat the enemy and watch him run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We walk into the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood of just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor and the blood It'll splatter against the wall, no fear at all To kill them all, there's always blood spilled When you head into a war, fearless Unleashed. The fist of legend at the car, Jet Lee. I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast. You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets. And it's simple, see the facts are these. It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee. Welcome to the tea house, many for some action. Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting. Ha! This time it's warm, to smash the place up with a dragon claws. We're walking to the tea house, many for some action. Drink a little wine.